Welcome everyone to Intro to Briscoe. My name's Matt, and joining me is fellow Briscoe fan Melanie. Crickets. <laughs> and along I feel with... like I've done that before. No, I don't think so. Okay. And along with us, we've got uh, newbies Will. I should spit, shouldn't I? One week I'll just spit. <laughs> <laughs> Your intro this week was announcing that in the future you're going to spit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Don't and, me right then. And we've also got Caitlin. <laughs> Jeez. I'm just doing sound effects. Hello, my name is Caitlin. Oh. Whoa. We're turning into animals, like our spirits. Oh, I'm a cricket. Uh, Will's a globus fit. <laughs> <laughs> and Caitlin's a little bird. And Robin, what are you? We've got Robin. Uh, hi. Robin's I don't know what I am. Robin. I'll be a bat. <laughs> Robin's a cricket. <laughs> Warned us earlier that he's transforming into a Christmas cookie with red and green sprinkles. I am. <laughs> there you go. That's your spirit animal. <laughs> I'm like the Jack Frost of <laughs> Christmas bacon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yes. no, son, don't eat me. What was that? <laughs> no, son, don't eat me. I know I'd look delectable. <laughs> uh, welcome back, Robin. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me back. And uh, I'm kind of sad. Um, I'm I'm just gonna say it right here. I'm never gonna guess on Enter to Briscoe ever again. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost over. Yeah, it is. It is. Sad. We're on the last disc. (laughs) Oh, there's another disc, but it's extras. Oh, yeah. Who cares about those? Oh, we're not going to cover those? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I forget what's on these pieces. I forget what's on them. What kind of a host are you? (laughs) What? Yeah. All right, so Robin, you're still liking the show? Yeah. Great. The missing Pete pieces. <laughs> Pete's missing. They did just bring in. Did you say that before we started recording, Robin? They did just bring in everything in this episode. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was a great episode. All right, so feedback. Yep. <laughs> no, no professors. No so. professor. Ah. Mm. Uh, oh. Well, uh, let's briefly check back with the previous episode and reveal the high and low point winners. Hmm. Uh, the low point winner for episode 23, Wild Card, is Mel's choice of the whole uh, mafia plot. <laughs> and the high point winner is Caitlin and John's choice of Briscoe and Enzio in the street. Yay. Having their parlay, I guess. All right. Hmm. Good picks, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, nobody picks mine. I guess. Mine never met. I can't be too happy. You're pandering for pity, pity points now? Yes. I need pity points next time, people. <laughs> All right. Um, Poor Whittle Matt. <laughs> before I get into the uh, recaps, anybody want to say anything about the episode just in general? Oh, I, I, I came in as an expert. I brought some trivia. Oh, yeah? Sweet. <laughs> How'd you get tr- uh, expert trivia from this episode? <laughs> uh, not, I mean, I just kind of looked stuff up. <laughs> Um, this aired um, April twenty second, nineteen ninety four, and I I found a website where you can um, check out the ratings of different shows and what was airing opposite. Okay. And uh, yeah, repeats of Family Matters, Boy Meets World, and Diagnosis Murder aired opposite a new episode of Briscoe County Junior and Crush Briscoe County Junior. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's CGIF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have been watching Family Matters then. Probably. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> 
Yeah. I always watch TGIF. Children, children ruled the TV. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, after this episode of Briscoe, uh, X Files uh, aired Tombs. So this is a good night for Fox. Yeah. If anybody watched. Oh, it was the same night. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It seems cool. like an odd pairing, though. Briscoe County Jr. and then X Files. It's weird. Yeah. And uh, did you say Friday? I thought X Files was on Sundays. Eventually, not yet. Oh, not yet. Oh. Yep. Um. Yeah. What season did it start? Sundays. It was pretty late, wasn't it? Oh, it was like the third season or the fourth season. One of those two. Yeah. Yeah, we're still in first season. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Mm. All right. Um, Interesting. I have a couple other things here. Oh. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Sorry. That's no, okay. Um, it was directed by Kevin Bright, who uh, this is the only episode of Briscoe he ever directed. And uh, his next job, uh, a few months later, was becoming the executive producer on a little show they called they call uh, Friends. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. So he kind of went from Briscoe to being in charge of that uh, monolith. <laughs> huh. So and he's probably got lots of money now. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, we have uh, Tracy Friedman, who wrote the episode, and I'm not sure if it's a girl Tracy or a boy Tracy, but that Tracy, um, the only only thing on the, the IMDb is that uh, he or she wrote an episode of Murder She Wrote before this, mm-hmm. and then after, they wrote four episodes of Time Tracks, three episodes of Flipper, and then totally left the business and became a teacher at uh, California State U. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so good on that? you, Tracy. What was that other show after Briscoe? What was it called? Well, oh, uh, Time Tracks. Time Tracks? What was that about? Oh, I know that show. I remember this show. I watched it uh, back in the day. It was like two seasons. It was basically uh, 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 it was like a time cop. <laughs> but it was kind of like a mix between Time Cop and Quantum Leap because he was sent back into the past to chase this um, villain, and he was causing all sorts of trouble that was altering history. So he had to set things right while chasing this uh, arch villain or whatever. Or villains, I'm not sure if there were more. Hmm. Sounds like it could be interesting. Yes. <laughs> and, he, and, and he had a, instead of a, a hologram like Al, he had a little uh, talking credit card. <laughs> I think Velma or something like that. Okay, that's kind so. of weird. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> okay. It was on the same network, I think, that Babylon Five aired on. Came on. <laughs> spend, spend, spend. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's all it would say. Yes. Um, no, I think it got him into places. Like he'd hold it up and it would mm-hmm. unlock doors or whatever. Kind of like a key card too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Skeleton key. Weird. He can get any hotel room he wants. You know, just walks up and slips it in. That came out wrong. <laughs> I'm all done with trivia. <laughs> all right, let's move on all to the right. recap. Okay, so this episode is is and baby makes three. Why is it and th- baby makes three? There's like five main characters in this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like mom and a dad, then a baby. I guess, but it should be like and baby makes six or something. <laughs> that would have been more accurate, but maybe yeah. not as catchy. Mm. That, that's a reference to something. I'm now. It's gotta I mean. be, yeah. Is it a reference to, like, three men and a baby? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe, but I think that's like a... Yes. You and me and the baby makes three. And a baby makes three is a 1949 film. <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. All right. I don't know. Maybe that's it. <laughs> that's probably what it is. It's our best guess. Maybe it was, like, a Western about, like, a, a baby. 
that was adopted in, I don't know. I actually have the summary if you really want me to read it. Yeah, yeah, because my summary is (laughs) terrible. A woman who divorced her husband is walking down the aisle to marry for the second time faints. She discovers she's pregnant by her husband. She must decide whether she wants to go back to him or marry her lover. Oh. Oh. Ooh, that sounds risque. Yeah, it is risque for that time period. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised at the movies that are out there for that time period. Yeah, yeah, actually, some of them are pretty pretty out there, actually. (laughs) Although it's weird, like, they wouldn't show, like, pregnant people on TV, but then they have that movie? Like, it's weird. (laughs) I don't know. Anyways. Alright, well, uh, we open up and uh, Dixie's on stage again. She's got a, a new song. I think this is her third song that we've we've seen. Okay. Oh, boy. What? Dixie Russians. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, enamored by Dixie? She's a, I, she gets a lot of crap on this on this podcast. I'm telling you, she is amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. I'm yes. so glad to hear. Yeah, but I think Robin likes her for different reasons than you, Caitlin. Well, she's kind of like a Scully. She's gorgeous <laughs> and she's got a brain, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And she loves uh, uh, being rescued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like her. I I wish she didn't have to be rescued quite so often, but <laughs> I don't have a huge problem with her. It's just Will who hates her. Uh, <laughs> I can take her. I can take her. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. She's okay. Nothing special to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Brit Briscoe's all gawky at her, and uh, <laughs> Bowler's asking, you know, what's up with those two. When uh, Pete comes in, and <laughs> it was I, a really cute moment when Bowler saw Pete, and then he like slaps Briscoe, and Briscoe just like slaps him back with a yeah. grin on his face. <laughs> <laughs> also, we we find out a little fun fact before. Uh, before uh, Pete comes in, that uh, Briscoe actually confides his sexcapades to Comet be- before he would to uh, Bowler. So. <laughs> like Comet wants to know. Yeah, Comet loves that stuff. <laughs> Tell me more. Comet has to live vicariously through Briscoe. Hmm. See the outfit that Dixie was wearing the other night. <laughs> yep. Comet probably just gossips to all the other horses. <laughs> yes. Slander about Briscoe. Exactly. <laughs> Just doesn't know, but... Lord Stallion won't hear any of it. <laughs> Comet's actually a terrible friend. Yes. <laughs> uh, Pete comes in, and I only noticed this the second time after you realize that it's a baby, but he bumps into somebody, and then he walks away, and he holds the baby oh, over his head. <laughs> holds the baby over his head like it's a platter of food. With one hand. Yeah, like one-handed. Yeah. <laughs> kind of dangerous. Robin, you have you have babies or whatever you've had babies. Tell me, what's the proper way to hold a baby? <laughs> have you ever held your baby over your head like a platter? Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> that's just the way to do it. I'm trying to get around, a, I mean, it's Christmas time. You gotta get around places. You just hold it up. <laughs> <laughs> and later on, they're they're doing the same thing at, at mosh pits. So, you know. oh, there you go. You're just preparing them for real life. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pete uh, gets up on the stage and he gives Dixie something, which is a baby. Um, <laughs> and then he runs into an alley and uh, Briscoe and Bullard chase him. And uh, he corners himself. Which I wrote here, wait, I think I hear his footsteps on this smoky soundstage. They catch up to him and he actually wants their protection. And before they can ask who from a uh, ninja star lands beside them 
and they get beat up by random fists <laughs> from off screen. Then <laughs> um, Pete gets stolen away. I love the effect here. It's like there's they obviously you know they're they're trying to imply that they snuck right up on them, but by doing that they just film close ups of their faces getting punched out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they didn't even use smoke bombs or anything. No. <laughs> Using ninja stars is highly inaccurate, though, because if th- this is like a Chinese gang, mm-hmm. they wouldn't use ninja stars. Yeah, those are Japanese. <laughs> well, that's the beginning of the, the, the inaccuracies. The inaccuracies with yes. this, this whole well, gang. Well, also uh, Chinese anyone, ninjas. <laughs> that anyone would get the drop on uh, the Shogun of Harlem in a uh, martial arts <laughs> really. would be ridiculous. What surprised me, going back a little bit, was when Pete rushed up on stage. I thought he was about to do something to Dixie, and then I was mad at Pete because he was about to hurt Dixie. Oh, oh they're, they're old friends. They wouldn't. You're beginning to care. I don't know about sorry to. I don't know. <laughs> don't you hurt her? <laughs> don't you mess with Dixie. She's that's what you yelled character. at the. That's what you yelled at the screen alone in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then Dixie arrives and reveals that what she was given is in fact a baby and, and she um, doesn't like babies mm-hmm. um, and after the credits what's the name of chapter one Missed Carriage of Justice that's kind of horrible yeah, yeah. Right? this baby is alive yeah <laughs> Missed Carriage of Justice. <laughs> that, is, that is awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's mixed carriage. It plays on the whole miscarriage thing of justice, but also the fact that miscarriages are usually, you know, Horrible. involve dead babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this baby's alive and well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so the gang all goes to the sheriff. I assume it's the sheriff, but he's dressed like an army guy. I don't know. Um, and, uh, while they're there, they find Whip again. <laughs> He's behind bars. You guys happy to see Whip again? Uh, I was. He, like, won me over the last time. Uh, his first show up where he was uh, uh, dueling with his dad or whatever, I was kind of like, oh, what a whiny punk. But he's been kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, now he makes the episode pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind him as much as I... I seem to remember hating him. I don't know why. <laughs> Whip. 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 I think that's why I hated him. Whip. Whip. <laughs> just hated saying his name. Yeah. yeah. Whip. Um, <laughs> so uh, the sheriff says they have to keep that child until the uh, child welfare office opens on Monday. And Dixie wants no part of this. But uh, Whip says he knows everything about babies. And if they just pay his bail, he'll help them out. Um, <laughs> I totally believed him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, at least he likes them. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a big part in uh, helping raise a baby. I think. You gotta at least <laughs> like them. <laughs> sure, and not an idiot. But... Key factor. <laughs> yes, key factor. You gotta like them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, instead of paying, though, uh, Whip ends up beating the sheriff in a game of poker <laughs> for his freedom. I like how Bowler wouldn't help pay the bail. Like, yeah. Uh-uh, yeah. Uh-uh. He does that a few times in this episode, I think. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and Whip, like, pulls a card out from behind the guy's back, and it's it, it's almost like he's admitting that he totally cheated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's another card. <laughs> yeah, but he totally didn't have out. to cheat, I don't think. He didn't cheat in the last episode. <laughs> right. Hmm. 
Maybe that's how he usually wins, though, in last episode, just sheer luck. Or maybe that guy was trying to cheat, and he left a card back there, and Whip just knew it was back there. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, <laughs> so there's a random Chinese guy in there who warns Briscoe to stay away. <laughs> yeah, he just grabs him. He's like, stay away. And Briscoe's like, okay, I will. Uh, I would have stayed away if I you didn't grab me, even better. <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to come near you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> there is some weird stereotypical music in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's pan pipes, but it was... It was It was. You know, it was 90s. <laughs> yeah. I Maybe it's because of the presence of James Hong, but like, it just gives me a Big Trouble in Little China vibe more than like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, just like kind of a fun, stereotypical, yet dated... Thing, yeah. But. Uh, so we cut to Pete, who's being subjected to Chinese water uh, water torture. Oh, what? Have you ever it's been subjected just... to Chinese water torture, Robin? No, but it looks like the worst thing, right? I mean, it's just drip, drip on your head over and over again. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't feel that it would be the worst thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's just a storytelling device for movies and stories or if it was an actual thing i don't think it was an actual thing no i don't know somebody google it matt (laughs) i'm on it okay go robin (laughs) um (laughs) no Um, i don't know like i feel like tickling torture would be way worse than this yeah (laughs) you know like the tickle torture you know yeah you and you just can't escape that would be worse because you can't breathe Okay. <laughs> okay, Mel. Whatever. What, what were all the What were all the implements of torture that Faith was gonna subject Wesley to? I can't remember. It that. was like hot, cold, sharp, loud. So I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> loud would be the worst. Ah, when you can't cover your ears. Yeah, I guess. Um. Sharp would be pretty awful. Too. Yeah, I guess. What <laughs> <laughs> if you combine all of those together? Yeah. Um. This looks like it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was um, the Chinese water torture cell that was introduced in Berlin in a circus where Houdini was bound and suspended upside down um, in a steel cabinet full of to overflowing with water from which he escaped. But that doesn't have to do with dripping. No. And. Um, there actually is something that was introduced in Spanish Inquisition where that sounds more like what we're looking at here. Oh, so it's actually Spanish water torture. Yeah. And <laughs> hey, here's a, uh, a Christmas tie-in. Um, Ralphie mentions uh, Chinese water torture as a possible punishment for swearing in a Christmas story. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, he's counting all the dro- drops of water. He's up to like 3,000 <laughs> 3, something, I think. Um... When uh, Catherine Martell slash Tojimura, I mean <laughs> Chang, comes down oh my God, yes. <laughs> the stairs. <laughs> yeah, worst fake mustache ever. Oh wait, is he North Korean? Never mind. I take everything back. His mustache is amazing. Yeah, he he looks a lot like the Tojimura character. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Twin He's uh, actually played by Z Ma, yes. who. Uh, um, was uh, one of Jack Bauer's arch nemeses in uh, 24. Um, played Cheng, actually. And he's going to be in two episodes of Millennium. Oh, 
Nice. I, I mostly recognize him as a good guy from the Rush Hour movies. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, How did you recognize him, like, with that mustache? Or did he always have that mustache? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, so, Pete had been hired um, by this guy, Chang, to get the baby. It's um, Chan. It's Chan? Chan. It's Chan, is it? Yeah. Okay. It's Chang. I thought they kept saying yeah. Chang. Racist. I am a racist. You've, you've figured it out. Play the pan pipes there, <laughs> That was me on the soundtrack. <laughs> uh, Back when you were nine years old, you participated. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Chan, yes, he hired Pete to get the baby, and he was going to pay him 50 grand or something for the baby. But uh, Pete got a funny feeling that they were going to kill him <laughs> He, he ran away. Um, yeah, Pete's not down with that. No. Well, no, he had a funny feeling they were going to kill Pete. Oh, <laughs> not, Pete's definitely not down with that. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know if he cared about the baby. <laughs> uh, so uh, Chan uh, tells him that if he tells him where the baby is, he'll let him go. And so he tells tells him about Dixie and of course he doesn't let him go and he, Pete's count is all messed up he has to start over <laughs> uh, Pete. Briscoe uh, wants to go see Lee Powell um, and Whip comes up with a name for the baby uh, Jesse <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone to be like no that doesn't sound right at all Yeah, <laughs> but nobody disagrees <laughs> yeah it really does not fit that baby. <laughs> Whip doesn't actually know anything about babies, he's, but he's willing to learn and he's willing to be that babysitter that he promised to be. Uh, what a true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's better than Little Ass Kicker. That, that's <laughs> Jesse. Sorry. Um, Bowler asks Briscoe about the weird look that he had on his face earlier, apparently. Uh, and speaking of the music, the music in this scene is particularly sappy. Um, everybody's all in on this babysitting thing all together, and uh, Bowler gets peed on. <laughs> Classic. Bowler never wins. <laughs> you didn't see this coming. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, they're outside walking the baby, trying to get it to calm down. Uh <laughs> I know it's a coming thing, right? Yeah, this is these coming things are getting pretty thin. <laughs> well, I'll take it. I got an idea. We'll take it for a ride on the horse because <laughs> that'll get it to sleep. We go around on the horse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a coming thing is driving a baby around to calm them down. <laughs> Lame. Then <laughs> um, we get uh, more ninja stars and another fight. And a ninja steals Jesse. Oh my god, the funniest sight gag ever is that ninja running with while pushing a baby carriage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the carriage goes towards another carriage, <laughs> one with horses, um, and Dixie's running after it, and uh, she saves it, and then Briscoe has to save her. And oh, missed carriage. Uh, for for <laughs> half a second, I thought they were just gonna kill Dixie off. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> no. Well, second that last episode. Yeah. <laughs> more for Briscoe to be mopey about in this episode. 
<laughs> hit the sappy music again. Yeah. This is another coming thing, by the way. Uh, that was almost the it, that carriage actually uh, had the word ice written on the side of it. So uh, the coming thing is the ice truck killer uh, from Dexter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Imagine if it just drove by and like all of a sudden like a head got dropped on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, all right. That was Dexter trivia from when it was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody will have to just take a clip from this show and uh, insert, insert the blood theme over it. Briscoe mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, recognizes the ninja star that got left behind. And then... Um, now, What's wrong, Briscoe? Yeah, Bowler oh. really wants to know Briscoe's feelings. <laughs> uh, the Black Lotus clan is responsible for his mom's death um i went back and forth on like is this shoehorn dan or is this actually mm. work for me and i wasn't i'm not even sure now <laughs> i think it was kind of shoehorned in. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean we did previously get that uh lee pao owed his father big for something and yeah we find out that it's because his father let helped Li Pao escape the Black Lotus, and for that, they took revenge on Briscoe's family. So, hmm. had we ever heard anything about Briscoe's mother before? Uh, just really? just that she was dead, and so was Bowler's mother. Yeah, they both talked about their moms one time. Um. Uh. So now uh, Briscoe wants to take Jesse to Bowler's house, and again we get the. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. <laughs> I was so excited for a minute there. <laughs> Why? See Bowler's house again. Yes. I know. Like stumbling into another room where he's got like, you know, suits of armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's my armor room. Get out. <laughs> he's got a whole pistachio room. Oh. <laughs> That's something me and Bowler agree on. Mm, pistachios are damn good. Yeah. <laughs> um so Li Pao, uh... Do I hear a pistachio being shelled right now? <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> I have no pistachios here. I just heard a little... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, we cut to Li Pao in a garden, and um, he's feeding some pigeons. And Briscoe and Bowler come up, and he gives some cookies. Man, I'd visit him all the time if he gives away free cookies all the time. Still cookies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> another, another coming thing. <sighs> yeah. Add... Add a phrase to your fortune. Yeah, see, it's it's between the sheets that he says. I, here, I, I don't know. In my area, it's in bed. That's what I heard. Or yeah, in beds. your pants. Or in your pants, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And I have it, never heard any of this before. No? <laughs> see, I think in your pants works best. For instance, with Bowler's fortune, things are looking up in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I was expecting. Well, at least in my head, I made up this scene where um, Briscoe opens up his fortune, and they're like, "What's wrong, Briscoe?" And he's like, "You will see the ghost of your father one more time between the sheets." <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, Briscoe's not in the mood, <laughs> and he shows the uh, ninja star, uh, and Li Pao suspects Chan. Uh, the current master of the Black Lotus Clan. Uh, Li Pao used to be the master of the Foot Clan. I mean, the Black Lotus Clan. Um, uh, and Shogun's the master. Sorry. <laughs> Chan took over and turned the clan evil. Uh, just, this really just is like when, Ninja this, this really is when it turned into Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, Briscoe Senior helped Lee Powell escape. Yeah, the Ninja Trolls were, had come out by that point, like the movie. Yep. Yeah. They yep. totally stole the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Lee Powell heard that this baby is possibly the Emperor um, of China, <laughs> the heir to the throne, rather. The Golden Child. Yep. I wonder, I wonder if we could figure out which emperor this would be if we looked up like timelines and such. I'm sure we could. I do. Probably. <laughs> um, Not interested. Yeah, no, no cares. <laughs> <laughs> do they even have an emperor anymore? I know Japan does, but... No, China, I don't think they do. Mm. But, I don't know, I'm just pulling that information out of my ass. Yeah. I don't really think that jives so well with communism. So. No. Right, that's no. Not, yeah. Well, I know in Japan, it's just, it's just like the British royal family. It's, you know, they're it's just... So that's a completely different setup there. They're just for show. It's just ornamental. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, then we cut to Bowler's house, and Socrates arrives with Chan, who's pretending to be James Wong. Socrates. Uh, up so yet again. Easily duped. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Why is he going to fail all the time? <laughs> <laughs> James Wong is supposedly the father of this child. Um, what's the name of the Wong from X Files? What do you mean? The writer. Morgan and Wong. Oh, Morgan. Oh, yeah, it's James Wong. James Wong. Yeah. yeah. That's. I'm like, oh, it's the same name. Yeah. After <laughs> him. <laughs> Would he be, could he be named after him? Yeah, you never know. I, don't know. I guess he could be. I'll say yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the detective manner shows up in this show, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dixie's skeptical of this guy, uh, but Chan describes a tattoo on the baby's ankle that checks out. Who tattoos a baby? I know. Yeah. Royalty. Oh. Maybe no. it's a very intricate birthmark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Dixie pretends that the baby needs to be changed, and uh, her and Whip go into the bathroom, and then they escape through the window because she does not trust this guy. Yeah, I was waiting for Chan to be like, uh, wait, he's my kid. I'll just change the diaper. Oh, wait, it's the 1800s. Go change the diaper woman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh hey, I guess and uh, I know nobody cares, but I guess that the uh, China only had emperors until uh, 1912, so mm. it didn't last much longer. That baby totally got himself killed. <laughs> that baby got a sad. <laughs> Aww, poor Jesse. <laughs> poor Jesse. <laughs> is there is there an emperor Jesse? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> the bottom. That I'm interested in. Also, AKA Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> List of rulers of China. Oh god. <laughs> mm. Keep going down. Oh my god. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. The long list. <laughs> I can't believe you're looking for Jesse. I am. <laughs> well, I mean, spoilers. It'll probably not be there. We heard Jesse's actual name at some point. I just can't remember what it is. I yeah, Pete. Pete wrote it on his uh, contract thing. What? Yeah. The emperors in China had personal names and posthumous names. Oh, really? That makes sense. It does? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Why would your name change after you die? Yeah. To assess your personality. <laughs> with your life. Realize Robin Burge, a.k.a. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your name would just he, change to Robin he, Jerk. He's, he's dead now. Yeah. He's not going to care. Um, so then we uh, go back to... Bowler arrives home. He finds that Whip has eaten all his pistachios. 
Um, he's filled in. They're all filled in on the escape that happened. And Buller is going to track Dixie and Whip via uh, nuts, nutshells. <laughs> <laughs> she can't eat just one, so. <laughs> and then, uh, we learn that Whip has taken uh, Dixie and Jesse to the Chinese embassy. Because, what was it? He read about it in a dime novel or something? Embassies? Yeah, something overseas in, in Turkey or somewhere that he couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Someone like a spy claimed uh, refuge on an American embassy. Right. That old trope. Yeah. Do you guys recognize the next guy who comes in? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Caitlin? Yes. He, he has three names. Does he? Yes. What are they? Dr. Pierre Chang, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Marvin Candle, and Dr. Edgar Hallowax. <laughs> <laughs> Dharma guy. That's this what guy, I wrote. <laughs> this, this guy always creeped me out. He always creeped, yeah. In Lost, yeah, he always creeped me out. Well, those tapes were creepy. Yeah. Francois Child. Yeah, Did you watch that show, Caitlin? Uh, some of it. Intercast. <laughs> <laughs> there is one, isn't there? That's <laughs> <laughs> well, the other Lost one. Intercast, and then or a lot, the other Lost podcast, and then you get to start up the other other <laughs> yeah. podcast. Lost Introcast, third time's a charm. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, and uh, Newbie makes three a Lost Introcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Briscoe and Bowler show up, um, and uh, the ambassador will see them now, and they have to give their guns. And of course, it's revealed that the ambassador is Chan. Yep. Dun dun dun. Uh, just step back here. Um, I, I don't know what the heck is up with Bowler, but his eating habits are terrible. Shell or not, I am not eating nuts out of somebody's hat. <laughs> somebody's sweaty old hat? Yeah. No, you can keep those. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm just sell one of my fine crystals to get another stock. Yeah. They must be super expensive. He's just hoarding yeah. nuts. <laughs> probably buries them like a squirrel in his backyard. Aww. <laughs> He's got an intricate map in his mind of where the nuts are buried. All I can see is like Bowler just packing dirt with his hands. <laughs> packing dirt down over the nuts and just looking around all shiftily and running away like a squirrel. <laughs> yep. Stuffs oh. a bunch of them in his mouth and just <laughs> 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 Um... So, yes, there's uh, another fight, and uh, Chan is the one who killed uh, Briscoe's mom. He's the one who did it. <gasps> and he beats Briscoe up and then chains them all up in the basement, where Pete is going crazy. <laughs> this is where Chapter 2 starts, okay. up Hutter's Creek without a paddle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Hutter is synonymous with shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Briscoe's mad that Li Pao never told him about Chan. Um, That's because my name is actually Lopan! Briscoe gets whipped to throw his boot up to him so he can use the spur to chip away at the rock that's holding the the, uh, shackle uh, that's keeping him captive. Um, And then we cut over to... Chan telling Dixie his evil plan of using the child as a puppet king. Um, and we cut back to Briscoe, who goes upstairs. 
We've seen those stairs before, I'm pretty sure. Have we? I'm sure it's yeah, a re- so. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's a repurposed uh bly hideout from a cave yeah. or something, yeah. Cave. Otherwise known as a blight out. <laughs> <laughs> um and we get Todd the Caterer. Didn't didn't Matt A notice this Todd guy a couple times before with different jobs? I think so. I feel like he's I have him here. <laughs> Oh. He was he was Todd the desk clerk in Bounty Hunters Convention and Todd the waiter in the Orb Scholar. Right. He can't keep a job. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he recognizes Briscoe. <laughs> uh, and he, for that he gets a punch in the face. <laughs> You're like, I why? I mean, yeah, I don't know if he deserved that. <laughs> he did. Um, <laughs> uh, Briscoe makes small talk with some lady until he can get upstairs. Um, and then, uh, we get Bowler slapping Pete around, trying to make him not crazy. In which we would find out something terrible about Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he could not stay away from his uncle's sheep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll miss that part. <laughs> <laughs> like in a daze, he's like, I found his uncle, blah, blah, blah. Stay away from the sheep. Oh. <laughs> um... Uh, Bowler wants to bring Pete along so he can get the bounty on him. And uh, Lee Pao makes some shitty slash stereotypical joke, riddle talk about the sewer exit. Ugh. This, his his dialogue in this episode is it's yeah. it's killing me. He didn't he didn't say I made a funny after though. <laughs> really should have. He should have. <laughs> Did you say like Confucius say or I uh, a wise Chinese proverb uh, <laughs> states? I'd be so offended if I was Asian. <laughs> if, if you were Asian and you had to say those lines, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure that's all the work that an Asian actor can get, though. Unfortunately, yeah. especially through the '80s and '90s. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad for. Uh, um, Oh, what's his name? I just forgot his name. The guy who plays Glenn in Walking Dead. Oh, uh, Stephen Young. Stephen yeah. Young. I'm sure at some point he's going to have to <laughs> go back to that kind of thing after he's had this wonderful part. <laughs> you think? I'm sure. Well, maybe not. Maybe he's changed the landscape for Asian actors, hopefully. I hope, I hope so. Um, Briscoe finds Dixie upstairs. Uh, they get some kisses in. <laughs> uh, there's no time for that! <laughs> there's always time for smooching. Oh, yeah. Uh, they go downstairs, <laughs> where they're spotted by the clan. They should have just used her original idea of going out the window, and they could have made a clean getaway. <laughs> uh, I have it written down here, but I don't know where in the episode this is. Uh, it was before Dixie, Dixie's rescue, but it said, uh, I wrote down a coming thing, a job parking horses. Right. Yeah, it's a comment Dixie made to Briscoe when he came, he came in and she saw his outfit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But like they're really stretching the horses to cars thing. Yeah. Yeah, did anyone ever need anyone to park their horse for them? <laughs> no. Uh, I can't imagine. Maybe a carriage? Yeah, if you're like a fancy ball and you ride up in your carriage. But d- your your driver would probably park it for you. Yeah. But same concept. Yeah. Uh they escape to the basement and then they all come up through the uh, Manhattan sewer cover. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> in which uh, Pete sang uh, uh, my uh, my littlest one's favorite little lullaby, which is the Itsy Bitsy Spider. <laughs> yes, he's still crazy and still singing. Um, and while uh, Bowler almost falls back down into the sewer, uh, Whip hands Pete the baby, <laughs> which snaps him out of it. And then he runs away with the baby. I mean, he, he at least he's progressive. He didn't automatically hand the baby to the woman. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. just the invalid. <laughs> yeah. Um, then uh, we're on the trail of Pete's next, and they figure out that he went to Sutter Creek, which he has defaced the sign to say Hutter Creek. This would have been amazing if, like, they went into the town. It was just like Pete's everywhere. You know, they. <laughs> really crank up the sci-fi bend of the show again you know it's like, like they went inside or like pete went inside his own brain like in being john Nokovich. oh yeah <laughs> oh, like, so it's crazy. like westworld and they're all just androids and which is the real pete <laughs> <laughs> um so the black lotus runs this town and they filled it with ch- chinese indentured uh workers <laughs> Uh, but has no problem at all seeing Pete like climbing up buildings and crossing out the S and putting H <laughs> on the signs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Pete's uh, got Jesse hidden somewhere, and uh, he's got a list of demands. <laughs> what do you guys think of his demands? Um, they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> one million dollars is one of them, I think. Immunity for past and future crimes. A million dollars. His Engineers. Pe- his piece and a da- and a Da Vinci air screw. <laughs> yes, that's right. Leonardo. <laughs> that would have made this episode so awesome. Android Pete's and then Pete gets away on an air screw. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they all get away on the same air screw. <laughs> all the Pete. Professor finally, you know, so it's like an all-star episode, and Professor has to design an air screw. <laughs> Oh man, I just yes. want to see I want to see a whole battalion of air screws flying each piloted by a Pete and set to the <laughs> I'm sure there's a podcast listener out there who's going to be putting that together for you. All right, great. Please. <laughs> Please do this for us. <laughs> um, um so they figure out where Jesse is. Uh Lee Pao sort of suggests in his, you know, cryptic way uh, to look for the baby among other Chinese babies. If I was Frisco, I'd be really pissed at Li Pao. Like, for not just talking straight? Yeah. 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 <laughs> People don't respect you if you just talk straight. Mm-hmm. You That's gotta, why Yoda gets so much cred. Yeah, you gotta maintain, I guess, a level of intrigue, but I, <laughs> I don't know. You, you should you should try this in your own life, Mel. <laughs> Maybe I should. Maybe, Maybe I should. Maybe I'll get a lot more out of life if I, you know. No, that's not true because if I if I don't tell Matt straight out that I need his help with something, like say, <laughs> like oh, there's a lot of dishes out here. That <laughs> doesn't, you know, with other people. That doesn't like, work. It does work. Like I'm okay. I I used to not talk very much. People would always assume I was just really smart because I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> what do you say, you're stupid, Caitlin? What do you say? I'm not saying I'm stupid. I'm just. <laughs> no, nah, they don't think I'm smart at all. <laughs> it's true. No, I'm actually just lazy. But whatever. <laughs> I actually think uh, Mel should just start being like, oh, an ancient Chinese proverb says a clean dish is like the uh, the backside of baby 
um, Jesus or something. I don't know. So I, <laughs> you should, yeah, just start like a Twitter and Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cut to a month from now and she's in a like green spandex jumpsuit with question marks for it. <laughs> She's gone completely insane. <laughs> Wisdom would say that a empty trash can would equal a less blacker eye. <laughs> <laughs> empty the trash. <laughs> oh god. Uh, so yes, we go to the Chinese worker camp and Dixie finds the baby. She just knows. She's got mommy powers now. Yeah. Um, Times ten. Somebody at least, one of them, they go, well, how could you possibly tell them apart? <laughs> oh, boy. That's what that's what Matt says whenever he sees a baby. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell them apart. I cannot. Babies just look like babies <laughs> to me. <laughs> uh, uh, just yeah, like well, a I dirty know. dish looks like a clean dish to you. <laughs> <laughs> Look clean to me. Back in the cupboard they go. Um, <laughs> uh, lost my place. I was almost through this. It's all my fault. My place. It's all my fault. <laughs> he found the, she found the baby. She found the baby. Then we go back to town. and um, Pete confronts them. Pete confronts them, right. And what happened to Pete, guys? Uh, hit in the back, didn't he? He died. Oh, no. He didn't die. <laughs> He's not dead? No, I, I, my guess is that, you know, okay, that star is not very long. Like, it couldn't have penetrated very far. If anything, he's just paralyzed because it hit the spine. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. It'll be like in a wheelchair next episode, and that'll be the coming thing. The wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure, they had wheel- <laughs> I'm sure they had wheelchairs already. The coming thing will be the Special Olympics, which Pete will start. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sport will he do like what do you what would you think the basketball sport? of course yeah of course yeah. <laughs> um, i guess basketball shoot. had been invented at that point <laughs> um so you don't think pete's dead huh he's coming back yeah well yeah, i don't think he's dead <laughs> he died before and came back yeah. uh, <laughs> he's got lives he's left. like he's like rasputin he never dies mm. <laughs> pretty much or it takes a lot to kill him uh, then lots of ninjas show up. Lots of Chinese yes. Chinese ninjas um, <laughs> show up. Uh, they are not intimidated by guns as Whip gets too close and then uh, they all lose their guns <laughs> in a surprise attack. And then Li Pao shows up with his slave army <laughs> and a street brawl. servants. Yeah. <laughs> then a street brawl breaks out. Oh, this was awesome. And, you know, except for the overhead shots where you see they're clearly not hitting each other. Yeah. But, yeah, I was like, yes, a big brawl. Awesome. <laughs> I, You know, of course, I was waiting for um, Lee Pao to turn into Lopan and then uh, Bowler to turn into to show enough. But, you oh. know. Oh, that would have been awesome. Would have. And then, you know. Briscoe pulls out a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should watch that movie. What? And we should have Robin on for that movie. Yeah. Bonus episode. Yeah. Last Dragon. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I haven't seen it, so yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, I'm all about it. Expert, and we could we'll be the newbies. 
As long as you host the episode. <laughs> I'd be happy to. Oh, that would be fun. Let's do that. I'm not taking, uh, I'm not transcribing the entire movie. We <laughs> <laughs> um, just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. That'll be our, that'll be our final episode. Um, Show no. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Campbell, eh, he doesn't have any good movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's really his Carrie movie. We've seen all of his movies. Everyone's seen yeah. his Um, So, yes, uh, Li Pao leaves uh, with Dixie, and Chang follows him. Chan follows him. Briscoe follows him. And then we find uh, Li Pao defeated, and uh, Briscoe challenges Chan to a fight. Um this is a, I think this is the point where I was like, okay, I'm invested in this shoehorned in plot. I want to see Briscoe beat this guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did feel bad that he had no chance in one-on-one combat against the guy who killed his mom. Yeah. However, if you surprise them by diving through a window... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which he does, knocking him over a railing. Yep. Although that guy doesn't die like the Irish guy did when he fell off the railing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he defeats him that way, <laughs> through treachery. <laughs> um, uh, and then we cut back to the embassy, and, uh, Whip says he's headed out to Arizona, so, do you guys want to see him again, or you want him gone now? I want to see him again, he's awesome. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what it would be like to have, like, a bunch of episodes with, like, six <laughs> of the group gang together, just, like, all, like, solving their problems. Hmm. It would probably be a bit much after a while but it'd be fun to have a huge gang <laughs> yeah um socrates arrives with some chinese dignitaries uh real dignitaries yeah the real ones uh emperor emperor wants <laughs> he's finally his... doing something right yeah, we don't trust you socrates <laughs> we're gonna need some paper ids uh we're gonna see tattoos uh... but look they have uniforms <laughs> <laughs> yes uh... um so emperor, the emperor wants uh, Disky, uh, Dixie to escort Jesse home, um, and the president is, strongly urges her to do it for uh, relations between the countries and such. Um, so uh, her and Briscoe talk it over, and it seems like they're going to stay true to each other while she's away. Sure. <laughs> she's going to marry that emperor. <laughs> That's right. um, and... Uh, I gotta sneeze <coughs> or cough. <laughs> I was like, I started to sneeze and then a cough came out. That was weird. Uh, it feels like the inside of my chest exploded. Oh, that's not good. Ouch. Um, <laughs> Matt's only got five minutes left. <laughs> What's her oh. I've been hit yeah, by the We five, can make it. We can finish the podcast. Been hit by the five point finger exploding heart. <laughs> so, yes. Close well, um, to clean the dishes. I mean, aren't you? <laughs> Man, I can't. I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> uh, so uh, Dixie's leaving, and uh, that looks like the inside, the interior of the Westerfield Club's courtyard to me. Oh yeah. Previously exploded, but <laughs> <laughs> they've got several replicas throughout. <laughs> No, that's the, that is the that is the courtyard that I, I was asking about before. I was like, "What movie is that courtyard has been used in?" It dri- it's driving me nuts. I, they, they shoot it a lot from the outside, mostly. You see them coming out, but yeah. this time it was from the inside. I, just, I cannot place what movie it's still it was in. It. It's just a single movie, or you've seen it in lots of movies. I think I've seen at least one movie. Hmm. I don't know. Um, well, that's all. Uh, that's all I got. Anyone got any notes we didn't get to? 
I know something that I probably shouldn't. <laughs> what? So, what I can't say. It's just, there's newbies. Like, I don't want to spoil the newbies. Oh, you have a spoiler for something coming up that has to do with this episode? I have a spoiler for something about this episode that reflects the last episodes. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Well, don't I, say it then. I'll keep it to myself. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll email it to you. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. No, I have Facebook. Never mind. I'll do the Facebook thing. All right. All right. <clears throat> um, okay, well, let's... Uh... You're not online. <laughs> I'll tell Claire. You can still send <laughs> <laughs> I, I must you. tell somebody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and you can judge whether or not you want to actually say it on the show. Okay. Well, yeah, you send it along. In the meantime, everyone have a uh, rating ready? Oh, <laughs> makes sense. Well, but that's that's up to you. Do you guys care if you find out? Uh, who who doesn't show up again after this episode? <laughs> oh, might as well break the news to us now. Yeah, this is Dixie's last episode. She no! married the emperor. Oh. <laughs> she couldn't pass up being an empress. <laughs> an empress? Empress? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Oh, and that's a series wrap for no Dixie. Dixie totally, no, sorry, there was too much intrigue going on at that time. I'm pretty sure Dixie got assassinated. Oh, <laughs> she married the so emperor and got assassinated. What? We're, we're just ending the podcast here. Oh, I'm sorry. Season finale. Maybe her boat sank on the way over. Oh, I guarantee they had a season two premiere where Briscoe goes to China, all planned out. Like she, he had, he's got to go to China to rescue her. If she didn't become the empress, she at least became a comp concubine <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not against her will mm, yeah i hope not <laughs> um, yeah i'm sure he would have went to china you've stayed too long in china i'm coming to get you <laughs> maybe maybe uh jesse and uh, uh dixie had a anakin padme thing going on <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh <maybe>. no <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so who's got a, a rating ready you got one robin yeah Okay. What do you think? Um, I really liked it. Um, I had a lot of fun. There were a couple of points where I, I you know, I wasn't. Sh- I, I I wished it went a little further, but you know, you can only ask for so much out of out of an episode. And I think what we were given was pretty awesome. Um, so I'm gonna give it uh, since it didn't include Android uh, beat hunters or uh, Lopan and uh, show enough showing up. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 prominent jaws. <laughs> All right. Uh, Will, what about you? It was a fun episode. There are a lot of parts that I liked. There were some that were kind of meh. But overall, it was a good episode. I'll give it 8 out of 10 sweet lullabies. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Caitlin. Oh my god, Bowler should have sang to this baby. That would have made it even better. <laughs> but the baby wasn't, the baby wasn't dying. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to the opening chapter title, it was. <laughs> yeah. maybe, uh, maybe the original script that they wrote was really awful. Yeah. And they decided to cut that part out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they kept the, like, the chapter. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Nobody reads these things anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Caitlin? I think the only thing that could have really made the episode better 
would be the professor, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it would have been to have would have been wonderful to have one episode with like all our favorite characters. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Now you know it'll never happen unless you don't like Dixie. Then it maybe will happen. <laughs> don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was a really fun episode. Um, so. Yeah, it had a fun plot. I mean, even though it may have been a bit cliche, it's it's fun. Especially, you know, when you guys see Bowler's house again. Uh, I'm gonna give it nine out of ten sewer escapes. Cool. Alright, Mel. Um I did like this episode. I only watched it once, I will admit. Mm-hmm. It was busy. <laughs> um Christmas baking. <laughs> Christmas baking! Don't catch the thing that Robin has. Uh, where he turns <laughs> ice. I have not used any red or green sprinkles, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I guess uh, Frank, I just I just remember like the end of the series being so good, and I feel like it's not living up to my expectations yet. It's still good, but it's not as good as I remember it, mm. and it's making me a little bit disappointed. No, <laughs> I know. Maybe these last three episodes will blow us away. Maybe. The last two is a two-parter. Ooh, well, there you go. Maybe that's that's what'll do it. But anyways, it's still good, though. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 unneeded Chinese proverbs. <laughs> so we really don't need those. Uh, we should have added... Unneeded or unwanted, or just... Yeah. Both. Unneeded and unwanted. <laughs> should have added it between the sheets to all of our ratings. Between the sheets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unneeded Chinese proverbs between the sheets. <laughs> or in my pants. <laughs> Got unneeded Chinese proverbs in my pants. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, this prominent is jaws work. in my pants. What, what, what'd you get? Nine out of ten prominent jaws in my pants. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. Okay. Nine out of ten sewer escapes in my pants. <laughs> Eight out of eight out of ten sweet lullabies in my pants. <laughs> wow. Oh, <my> God. <laughs> Caitlin's just sounds like what happens when you go to the the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> 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 Uh, I gotta go to the bathroom and have a sewer escape. Oh, I didn't make it. I had a sewer escape in my pants. <laughs> uh, oh, mine's gonna be horrible. Uh, well, I've got. I liked it, uh, except for all the like the lame. Don't. <laughs> I was trying to cheat and look at his rating. I like it, except for all the like the stereotypical Chinese mystic guy talk hmm. riddles. All that stuff. Just a stereotype. Chinesistic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but it was fun. Besides that, uh, I'll give it eight out of ten. Emperors you can lift with one arm. In your pants. In your pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Emperors you can lift it with one arm between the sheets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you could take that in so many ways. Yeah, you could. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, now we gotta do high points and low points. Just give me a sec to erase the previous ones from my sheet here. Between your sheets? (laughs) (laughs) Give me a sec to erase the high point and the low point in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, anyone ready to go? I'll go. Okay. So my low point was, unfortunately, it was Lee Powell yeah. and all of his 
garbage. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Write that leap out in his garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that one. I also choose that one. <laughs> okay. I don't know, my high point was going to be that big fight at the end, but I'm going to say it's Daisy and Whip taking care of the baby. Oh. <laughs> Aww. I like those two together. Yeah, what was up with that sister? Yeah. When are they going to bring the sister back? Oh, did I say Daisy? I meant Dixie, because <laughs> I have Daisy written down. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I wrote Daisy. Oh, you really <laughs> And then now I just now I just deleted incorrectly and I put now I have Daxy. <laughs> okay, Dixie. There we go. Uh, Caitlin. Well, my low point is Li Pao not kicking Chan's butt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It should have happened. And my high point was the beginning when Briscoe was all gooey eyed at Dixie. <laughs> it was just hilarious. Just his facial expressions, especially that interaction with Slapping Bowler. Yeah. You mean fuzzy faced and wonky eyed? <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> um, I'll go. Um, yeah. <laughs> my low point is uh, chapter one's title A Mixed Carriage of Justice. <laughs> that is the low point of the episode because it's just like, you know, it's a. Baby, I, I signed up for this episode because I was like, "Oh, baby!" <laughs> I have experience in that. Huh. I'm sure I'll have a lot to offer. <laughs> Basically, it's just like, don't make miscarriage jokes <laughs> and don't tattoo babies. Yeah, it's just like any bad things that they do to the baby, like the baby tattoo plus plus the bad miscarriage thing. And don't float it like you're at a Pearl Jam concert. Either. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. And my uh, my high point is uh, a ninja running with a baby carriage, running pushing a baby carriage, <laughs> because that was funny. Mel, right. uh, no. I don't remember anything about this episode because I didn't watch. <laughs> Steal somebody else's. Um, suggest some to me. What else did you guys like and not like? <laughs> Bring me some suggestions. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, Caitlin brought it up didn't pick it i was definitely thinking about it but the big fight was uh was a high point for me mm-hmm. um i thought the uh a low point would one of my thoughts for a low point was the equaling a cart a horse to a car as a coming thing <laughs> over and over again was getting a little bit too much yeah. i didn't mind that so much lame coming things could be could be a yeah the fortune cookie was, was one of my low points <laughs> Uh, that you know, Briscoe all of a sudden having this history with his mother and making that a part of the uh, case of the week thing. Mm. I didn't mind that either. It's like uh, it's like Mulder all of a sudden discovering he has a fear of fire, and <laughs> never coming back up again. Yeah. Mm. Gonna choose something. We gotta move on. Pistachios. Pistachios is the high point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fortune cookies are the low point. Thunderball. <laughs> wow. Hell's hungry. <laughs> so. It's all about food today, guys. Yeah. Food and spirit animals. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm at this point just a Christmas cookie with a mouth. Just picturing a Christmas cookie with a beard. <laughs> Who's got a quote or two? Uh, 
I only have one, and that's the one you wrote for me. Go Thank ahead. you. <laughs> um, Matt's. Uh, you know, I I act like Matt doesn't do anything for me, but he's actually my slave. <laughs> indentured servant. <laughs> indentured servant. Yes, indentured servant. You're gonna um, let me go in seven years, right? We'll see. <laughs> um. Wait, I can't even read because I scribbled all over. <laughs> oh. Um, wait a minute, you're that bounty hunter, Briscoe Village. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I've got a couple. I'll I'll stay with the most obvious one because just in case somebody wants it, but I liked yeah. what Dixie said was uh I believe parenthood is an institution, but I'm not ready to be institutionalized. <laughs> and I want that like on a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Too late for you, Robin. Institutionalized. <laughs> Uh, Why is Daddy I? a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there'll be nothing left of you by Christmas. <laughs> Stop hitting your father! <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna leave you on a plate near the Christmas tree for Santa. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> oh, Santa! Where's, da- where's Daddy? He's sleeping downstairs on the plate next to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, For some reason, I'm picturing your children as baby carrots, though. (laughs) What? (laughs) For the reindeer. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Just being offered up as sacrificial lambs to Santa. Your wife is the glass of milk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Is your wife a glass of milk? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Will, what do you got? The other one I have is, of course, Bowler. Here, stay away from my nuts. <laughs> yes, that was my second one. Uh, Classic. Here's one from Pete. Then in the words of Crazy Horse, ho ka hey, it's a good day to die. <laughs> <laughs> what was it he said after that? We got the ninja star in the back. He was like, I hate being prophetic or something. Yeah, that was it. Um, I have a Pete one. Barisco Bowler. Boy, am I glad to see you too. <laughs> uh, that's all I had. Anyone else got runners up? No. Okay. Uh, feedback. Can you make this? I love the way Pete says barista. Barista. My favorite thing. Oh, we got one from Harold. A what? He says, I can't believe there are only two or three episodes left. So when there's a good one, I feel like I have to at least voice my opinion. Aww. All right. I didn't expect him to like this one. <laughs> no, that's good though. Um, can you move that too? No. Thank you. You can move it, you're my indentured servant. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, one week of radio silence, but I had to uh, send a quick uh, message because I did like this one a lot. I thought it was one of the better episodes. And I like the way that they brought in most of the recurring characters, including Todd the Waiter. And in a way that they took advantage of the strengths of those characters. Uh, The negatives for me, though, were that I didn't feel much over the apparent death of Pete or over Dixie's separation from Briscoe. But overall, it was a pretty fun episode. Uh, One thing I don't think I've I've mentioned, and uh, we're running out of episodes, so uh, let me mention it now, is that I think that Dixie's dance routines are modeled on the uh, Red Red Hot Riding Hood series of cartoons from uh, MGM, directed by Tex Avery from uh, the 1940s. You can find them on YouTube and uh, see what I'm talking about. Uh, 
Uh, I am wondering if uh, at this point the uh, showrunners knew that they were on the verge of not being renewed uh, when they wrote this by bringing back all these characters, uh, maybe for a final you know, bow uh, and uh, you know, with the death scene of, of Pete. Uh, if that is his death scene, uh, we've seen this before. Anyway, I'll give this 9 out of 10 stolen pistachios. Bye. Okay, go ahead. I said, yeah, that was kind of my thought uh, when I saw that they brought everybody back in with this kind of a uh, act of desperation to try to get you know <laughs> something going. Yeah. Um, I like the the file name on his feedback. It's called Harold Feed Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a caveman. Harold Feed Baby. <laughs> I like yeah. I like how Harold couldn't stay away for more than a week though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's back. <laughs> yeah, uh, Red Hot Riding Hood is definitely a cartoon. It looks like uh it looks like I don't know, like the it's big bad wolf one. coming to a nightclub where Yeah, it's the one where the wolf whistles at the girl. Yeah. Yeah. The one that the mask imitates in the mask. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Seamus says, in Soviet Russia, baby make you. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Okay. (laughs) Hello, Intro Briscoe. This is Seamus coming to his thoughts on Baby Makes 3. What a fantastic episode. Wacky hijinks. And I really like Dixie in this episode, too. She just got to be fun and cool. And the romance stuff with Briscoe wasn't too over the top for me. I know it's weird to say because I've never really liked romance in this show. But whatever. There's ninjas. And, like, crazy, like... Vaguely, not even vaguely, they're Asian stereotypes. That's what they are. But, dude, like, the fortune cookie bit was amazing. Dude, like, this is just all the characters in their, in their, in their element. They're just having fun. These are just rip-roaring adventures, and I like that. And hey, Whip came back. I did not expect that at all, but he got to be fun, too. It's just nice to have these fun little side characters helping our main gang out and doing wacky things, like... Like, you know, the orb stuff was cool and fun, but this is where it's at. Wacky, crazy, fun. Like, again, if you've heard me on the show before, you, you know, my favorite line was, thanks for the donuts, Duncan. So I like I like when the show gets a little wacky. <laughs> so, and I know that's only coming more for this show. God, they just had a fucking ninja battle at the end of this episode. I'm so sorry for cursing. Yeah, no, I'm not. Um, what else happened in this episode? God, what didn't happen in this episode? Oh, <laughs> great, 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 great. Great. So if I were to give this a food, it would be like, you ever had like a really good fortune cookie? Like one that kind of tastes a little like vanilla-y? That's what I'm going for because that's amazing. And I love everything about that. Oh God, just, mm. So yeah, this was really, really, really solid. So yeah, it's a fortune cookie with like a really good fortune <laughs> in the sheets. <laughs> Between the sheets, that was it. Oh my God. This this show. Only three more left. That makes me sad. I want more. Give me more show. I just need more Briscoe County Jr. I just want to see them going wacky. Miss Briscoe and Bowler and all the others need to like go into every show ever. Imagine if they were just, you know, like let's say in Twin Peaks, like Cooper's trying to solve a mystery and then they just ride in town and they solve the Laura Palmer mystery by doing something wacky. That would be amazing. I'm just going to say that right now. I've never watched that much X-Files, but I'm pretty sure that if Briscoe and Bowler rolled up, they could just own Mulder and Scully. Just saying. Just saying. So until next time, faithful to intro to Briscoe County Errs, ha oh, yeah! See ya. Thanks, Seamus. You oh, picked yeah. the wrong episode to challenge the X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you know, it might be uh, it might be more proactive. I have no idea. They sh- they sure uh, get a, a, a bit more lucky than Mildred Scully do. Yeah. Um, uh, so, by the way, like, Seamus' rating is a really good fortune cookie between mm-hmm. the sheets. Mm-hmm. I can picture it's like Seamus just, eat, like, in really enjoying that fortune cookie. <laughs> or, like, putting it in his pants. I don't know. <laughs> I just I'm makes... just hoping he, like, uh, follows you to the Deadwood podcast, Hooplecast, and just, like, sends in these kinds of... Uh, yes, me too. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful, yes. Or oh the- my god! El Swearington! Totally killed that guy! It was amazing! Yes. <laughs> all, all of our feedbackers have to follow me to all my upcoming podcasts that I'm going to be on. The, uh, like a the Deadwood movie. podcast, the Terminator podcast, the Marvel Netflix series podcast. <laughs> all the podcasts. All the podcasts. Um, yes. By the way, does anybody really like fortune cookies? I do. Is Seamus just yeah. really crazy? You they, guys like fortune cookies? Yeah. Yeah. They kind of enjoy them. Get them when they're like stale. It, every time I'm like, ah, oh, good fortune cookie. I'll save this for the end. At the end, I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're okay. I just never heard anybody go like out of their way to get a fortune cookie. What? What? What kind of flavor are they? It's like they're an kind almond of, yeah, flavor. Like almond flavor. Almond extract. Yeah. Yeah. I like them. Uh, who wants to read one? We've got one. Not pistachio extract. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> they could totally have pistachio extract fortune cookies. Boy, crap, mm-hmm. this new Skype is weird. Oh, I can <laughs> read it. Okay. From Victor. Victor says, I miss the orb. I miss John Bly, too, and Professor Wickwire. It seems that Briscoe is just an ordinary Western now. Dixie is back again, but then Pete is, too. The writers must have been running out of ideas because Whip Morgan returns. <laughs> how, <laughs> how is that Briscoe has to pay Whip's $50 bail when Bowler is the one who has all the money? I guess that's how Bowler stays rich. We find out that the Black Lotus gang killed Briscoe's mother and now they're after a baby who will be the Emperor of China. So the villain impersonates the baby's father and attempts to make off with him. Of course, this wouldn't be a complete episode without Sophocles making a complete mess of things. (laughs) I hear you, Victor. Dixie knows the imposter isn't the baby's father. (laughs) There's always a Sophocles uh, slip in every podcast that I've from <laughs> Socrates. Is it just this is just Victor's feedback that's doing Sophocles all the yes, time? Yeah, yes. he does it on purpose because he hates. Oh, that. he does. I'm sorry. Yep. He hates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he hates Sophocles. <laughs> Dixie, uh, Dixie knows the imposter isn't the baby's father. Even the baby can tell. Just about everyone but Sophocles can see it, but he insists on vouching for the villain. Fortunately, there isn't much more Sophocles in this episode. Lord Bowler's butler Reginald makes an appearance, but otherwise this is just another episode, and I'll give it six and a half Hutter Creeks out of ten. Regards, Victor. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Thanks, Victor. I think I forgot to give my high point. Uh, my high. Point- <laughs> <Forgot>. <laughs> yes, my high point is Bowler being contrary the entire episode. Mm 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 um, All right, now I have to vote for yours. <laughs> it sound like his mouth was full of pistachios the whole time. <laughs> Probably was. <laughs> All right, and our last feedback's from Matt A. 
Okay, rapid fire feedback for And Baby Makes Three. Number one, all of our favorite characters are in this episode, except for the professor. And granted, there is Whip. However, he's very sweet around babies, and that's nice. He's also very careless about said babies, since he hands Jesse over to Pete. That was a stupid move. Whip, you're dumb. Number two, Bowler got peed on. Number three, I was hoping that the baby carriage would get away from Dixie and accelerate down the San Francisco hills and shoot out into the ocean. It's a terrible thought, I know, but it would have been hilarious. Number four, what a coincidence that both of Briscoe's parents met their ends at gang violence. Although here in my notes, it says gang balance. Number five, at first I thought, don't hand that baby over, Dixie. That's not Jesse's real father. That's just Catherine Martell in another racist disguise. And even if that was the real father, don't hand the baby over to someone who tattoos babies. That's child abuse. Don't do it. No, 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 no. Number six, Will. You probably recognize that the man from the consulate was Dr. Pierre Chang from the Darm Initiative. Number seven, did Pete sleep with farm animals as a kid? Is that what we're supposed to take away from that line of dialogue? Number eight, I was hoping that the plan was to hand over uh, blankets wrapped in dynamite, though the villains thought it was a baby, but it was really dynamite. <laughs> Remember back in the beginning of the season when it was like a nonstop dynamite parade? <laughs> I guess they exhausted their dynamite budget. Number nine, Dixie is off to be a white nanny for Chinese royalty, just like I predicted would happen. Number ten, he's left the very final shot of the entire series be Pete flying off into the sunset in an ornithopter, because that would be amazing. This episode was very solid. It didn't have any dumb coming things. It didn't have any stupid puns because puns are horrible. And people who like puns are horrible people. Oh. I will give this one 9 out of 10. Mm. Name Todd. Now hand over that Chinese baby. <laughs> wow. Have you ever seen the George Carlin bit where he says he's sick of guys named Todd? Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, and he, he calls out the name Kyle as well, and my brother's name is Kyle, so I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> you do have a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope we pointed out all the coming things for Matt yeah. that he missed. Yeah, he said there's no stupid coming things. I was like, no, they were just so lame you didn't even notice them. <laughs> Kyle's name is not as stupid as that lady at work whose son's name is Ma Kyle. Ma Kyle. M-A-K-Y-L-E. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No offense to anyone named Mikhail. It's my son, Mikhail. M A. At first, I was like, yeah, I just can't get At first, I was like, I thought she was going for the Russian Mikhail. I feel like we've talked about this. I don't think so. I don't know. Mikhail. That's that's a name, not Mikhail. No. Okay. Anyways, I rant about that all the time because I hate it so much. Matt always rants about like babies' names. Even though he doesn't have, like, his own babies. <laughs> Everybody's naming babies wrong. Somebody give me your baby so I can name it and give it back. Uh, Alright, so I think that's all. Um, next episode. Matt, you would be one of those people that would, like, you know, I, 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 you know, you would, like, refuse to let people name their babies wrong so you would actually tattoo the baby's name on their ankle so that they wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> they would have to be named that name I'm one of those guys <laughs> yeah you're one of those guys yeah. now you are <laughs> sorry keep going uh, so next time we've got bad luck Betty mm. what's that about well, Betty White he has Betty White Betty White or uh, the Betty from Kung Pao or whatever <laughs> Betty from Kung Pao yes. uh, 
It's actually, uh, it's about uh, Ugly Betty's great grandma. <laughs> Betty Boop. Yeah. Betty yeah. Boop takes over at the Horseshoe Club. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be like, like it's gonna be like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where it's gonna be like you know, like half animated, half live action. Wow. Yeah. That'd be sweet. That would be sweet. Yeah, Betty Boop's gonna make an appearance. <laughs> Um, alright, so let's get some plugs in. Uh, Robin, you have any plugs right now? Uh, no, actually I have all my hair. Oh, good for <laughs> you. I don't. <laughs> um, you can find me, uh, right now it's monthly, but when the show comes on re- weekly on the iZombie podcast at dbmpe.com. And, uh, that's also where you will find, uh, maybe in May? April, May? Um, the Defenders podcast with uh, me and Claire and a couple of miscreants. Wow. <laughs> Weirdos. <laughs> and um, I think uh, we're looking at 2016 for Redemption Cast to come back. Oh, <laughs> oh, it no. took them one year to get through season six of Buffy. I'm thinking it'll take them another year to get through season seven. And then, uh, yeah. So sad. All that character buildup is going to be lost. <laughs> uh, Maybe two years later, they'll be like, who are these people? Why do I care about them? You'll have to do a recap or something. Oh, yeah. Ugh. They won't notice that they won't notice how badass Wesley has become. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll remember. <laughs> um, um, Robin, I'm sure you, you must have enough hair to donate to Matt. Can you, can you send it through the mail? You don't need it anymore. You're a cookie. Yeah, I know. That's true. I'll shave this beard hair off my cookie <laughs> and uh, send it on over. Um, that's sure have... not right at all. It's just... Nope. I'm sure I have some grafting tools in my basement somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> some rusty grafting tools. Yeah. Uh, Will. At least. Do you have the basement from Cabin in the Woods or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, um, yes, you can find me on Down Below Podcast, which is about Babylon 5. And once again, in February, probably Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles introcast. I think it's going to be called like What We Make or something like that. Cool. Uh, all right. I think that's it. Um, I can't wait for all the new podcasts. Yes, it's going to be a good year for podcasts. Yeah, 2015 will be... Filled with bursting with podcast. Yes. <laughs> seems. The podcast levy is broken. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you next time for Bad Luck Betty, sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> uh, okay, bye. 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 Thanks for joining us, folks. Be sure to tune in again in two weeks' time for the next exciting episode. In the meantime, please be so kind as to follow along with us and send your feedback to introbriscoe at gmail.com. If you'd fancy to, you can join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash introbriscoe. Also... We're on them newfangled Twitters at IntroBrisco, and we've got one of them fancy blogs at introbrisco.blogspot.ca. Everybody needs a ninja. Something I have always said. 
Cause you never know when someone else might want to see you dead Everybody needs a ninja Ninjas know just when to strike huh. Though they dress the same, I'd never say that they all look alike Cause that ain't right They do ninja moves with ninja things Watch ninja ball with ninja wings And ninja beers that they can kill one bottle at a time They strike from near or far away You'll never know if you're their prey They always make their getaway No ninja prints or stars are left behind Everybody needs a ninja And maybe one or two would work is acting like a jerk Everybody needs a ninja Well that's a simple fact of life They can kill with sheets of paper They don't need no stinking knife They live their lives so secretly And ninjas kill so gracefully They leap from tree to tree Like Jackie Chan or Chow Yun Fat Ninja Podcast to the best. <laughs>